Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. We are looking for some signs of exhaustion after two 3% down days on coronavirus fears. Futures did crack below 3,100 in the early morning hours, but have recovered, taking their cue from higher yields. Europe is fighting to go green after a tough open. The 10 years back to 136, but oil did crack below 49. Our roadmap begins with the Wall Street route. The S&P suffering its worst two-day slide in four and a half years. Stocks look to bounce slightly at the open. Plus, it is a new era for Disney. Its longtime CEO, Bob Iger, has stepped down, triggering a lot of questions, including, of course, why now? And tech tanking. The sector is now in correction territory, with once high-flying names like Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon losing a combined $400 billion in market value over four sessions. So we're on track for a positive open after the big two-day sell-off, which did wipe out $1.7 trillion in market value. Will stocks be able to maintain their gains? So far this week, all three indices down more than 6%. Jim, 7 on the S&P, which you think might be time to get interested. Yeah, I think you got to start buying something. Now, I, look, I understand there's two shoes to drop. The, the cluster that they find in America, you know, look, I, I say it that way because it certainly got the green light to say it from the CDC and then a possibility of an Ebola situation. Remember, if we, we lost someone in Texas, uh, that was something that was a problem with the public health system. I think something could happen, something like that here. Would that be shocking? We've lost 14,000 people from the regular flu. So let's say you lose it from a new flu and perhaps because of a uh, uh, respiratory illness. I think it's certainly possible. I think we keep reading. You're going to read every day about somebody new and about some new area. And that's just the nature of the beast, because the thing is obviously so easily caught. Uh, some UK direction yesterday talking about how if it's on it's on metal for X, you've got to be six feet away. I mean, it's, it's just easy to catch. So I, I do think it's going to be obviously worse than the regular flu. But the, we've had 50 million people have the regular flu this year right. in America. So maybe it goes to 100 million for this thing. Although we've tried to dele- delineate on this show the difference between the public health aspect and the corporate economic activity aspect. Right. And today we hear from Danone, Diageo, right. Weibo, KLM, Toyota. Right. So we the don't, list gets long. Yes, thank you. We don't know. We're not doctors. And I, I think you always have to start by saying, here's what the CDC says. Well, supply chain bad. Economy obviously weak. Uh, and then you get into a situation where you have a TJX reporting a great quarter. So do you just disregard that they reported a great quarter? I don't think so. I think that that's a mistake. Can you file it away? Absolutely. But I can look at some of these stocks and say, all right, how many of them reflected? Do, the, do any in travel reflect it? No. Because travel's going to have everybody cuts numbers. Some of these other companies, you know, I was talking to Mark Benioff last night about in Salesforce. Stock's down. We can talk about that because yesterday was step, yesterday was step down Tuesday. I don't know if you knew that, Dave. Step, step down, down Tuesday. Tuesday. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, it was step down Tuesday. Yeah. But, you know, look, let's just say, do you really just want to hate the market as much as you did minus 7% and haven't bought anything? I can't. 
My travel trust with 21% cash. Not that I'm a genius, but I just didn't like the... Yeah, I know it's the highest. That's like Buffett. Buffett level Buffett. cash. That's the only time I've ever been... No, actually, Fortune compared me to Buffett. Me and Karen Kramer in, in 1989 to the new Buffetts. Mm, yeah. Did they really? Yeah. We, we that don't, was a, a, I'm not sure that was a, not a specious comparison. What, because Karen and I broke up? What? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why. Hi, Karen. I know she watches yeah, the she show. Yeah, she um, What? Seven percent not uh, enough, you think, to discount at least at this point for the fact that it is coming to this country, that it will conceivably cause disruption, as the CDC seems to be indicating, and that we're going to continue to see corporations curb travel, for example. Well, yeah, I mean, school's going to be out. The economy's going to slow. I think some companies are beginning to reflect that. I do. Uh, I think that to stay as negative, down seven percent, is a little is is irresponsible. Staying as positive, up seven percent. But why, I guess what David is asking is, why wouldn't you wait for these warnings to come when we know they're coming? Well, okay. I absolutely know that you want to wait till the warnings come. Uh, but I would take a look at, why not watch MasterCard? I, I had uh, the transition last night on Step Down Tuesday. Uh, they cut numbers, all right? The stock got hit. Now, if, watch that stock. If MasterCard continues to go down, even though they've already, already told you that things are going to go down, then you're going to have to say, you know what, even when they warn uh, and get it over with, things can go lower. But again, I'm just saying, if you have a lot of cash, let's say you had 20% cash, how, are you, you going to not put 1% to work? Are you, are you really going to think that nobody has anything going on? Doctor, There were two federal government things that came from yesterday. There was one from the National Institutes of Health came in with basically a hug your children thing. I did not like that. I thought that showed bad leadership. I don't want to be openly critical, but... I have to. And then Dr. Fauci came on. He talked about Moderna. He talked about Gilead. Now, he is not. He he was the first guy to say, listen, this thing's coming here. Now he's the first guy to say, you know what? There may be things that happen that are good. So I'm beginning to believe in the science. I'm beginning to think that if there is some risk that they do something good and you have bought nothing. So I am I, I do like I look the first shoe. We've got real problems. We get the cluster. Okay. The second shoe, we get a death. All right. So you've got piling canned goods and water the way a lot of my hedge fund buddies are in their second or third homes. They should just be buying stocks. No, we did that same thing. Jim already grows his own food out. So you don't have that. Look, I grow from seed. I would worried about fungus. I mean, he can choose from around the world where it is he's going to go. (laughs) David, although you got to get on a plane, which is probably not something you may want to do. David, it's not about me. It's not. It's not about me, particularly after I, I, yesterday I announced that I was somewhat crazy. I mentioned an animal that was some not con, that was con, really part of this, maybe this epidemic. Part of the coronavirus. I, look, I, I just don't. If you haven't put anything to work, I think you're playing with fire. I don't think you look. I would obviously say put it all to work if I felt you don't have these other shoes. But I'm beginning to hear a different tone from people like Fauci, who you know, who were basically saying, "Listen, it's coming early on." No minced words. And now we're talking about mentions Gilead, mentions Moderna. Now, I've been behind Moderna since this thing started because I met Moderna when they were working on a personalized vaccine for cancer, which seemed inconceivable to me. So why can't they, using AWS, which is what they use, dial up a possible vaccine? Obviously, a vaccine, you just don't turn it on. Uh, But I'll give you one. Regeneron has changed its tune. Regeneron didn't think. Remember, Regeneron had the cure for Ebola. Regeneron is saying, hey, look, something on the horizon. Things are okay. 
So I can't be as negative. I know that Macy's was jarring yesterday because Macy's told you at the beginning you, you kind of liked the number and then they gave you some coronavirus. Let's listen to TJX. Maybe TJX does not give you the caveat. But look, I just I come back and say, if you bought nothing, look at that. David, the top name there is not that. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus either. No, that's it's just not a thing. That's just a mental virus. There. What do you got there? A permanent intellectual virus? Yeah, no, you got 100 and, 120 some odd names. Uh, Twenty. Yeah, let's not be lines. let's not be too personal, David. I know you wanted to go personal there. Yeah, stay right. away from the yeah. ad hominem attacks, will you please? I, I, I didn't even mention a name. Uh, so I think that. Am I optimistic? No, I'm just not as negative as I was when it, when I came into this thing hating things. I don't hate them as much. How's that? All right. We do hope to learn more when we get uh, a press briefing at the from the White House uh, at six o'clock tonight. I'm trying to move that. Close me a money. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's get to Eunice Yoon as well as we continue to track passenger traffic in China. Eunice is in Beijing. Hi, Eunice. Hey, guys. Well, uh, China's upper echelon of the Communist Party convened a meeting today. And according to State TV, uh, they determined that the economic recovery here is accelerating. Uh, Fourteen provinces in China have now downgraded their emergency response level. And this is as new infections and deaths continue to decline here in China. Different case, though, over in South Korea, where uh, the South Korea now has the most number of cases uh, confirmed outside of China. That includes one U.S. soldier, as well as the authorities' attempts to try to determine how many more uh, they might have uh, by attesting 200,000 or so members of a church that's at the center of that country's outbreak. Now, China uh, and the authorities here have said that they're stepping up their efforts to screen travelers from South Korea. In fact, one city here has said that it's offering free test kits to those to visitors coming into that city. Uh, the uh, sp- uh, Chinese government, though, is trying to assess the economic damage. Uh, in fact, a sports officials said that Hebei province, which is the province uh, where uh, a lot of the venues are for the Beijing Winter Olympics uh, to be held in 2022, saw a drop by a third in the visitors to their sports and sports venues as well as ski resorts. Uh, of course, the coronavirus weighing on the minds of many sports officials across the, the uh, region in Japan, the prime minister actually weighed in calling for cultural sites and sports uh, venues to uh, put push things off a bit for another two weeks as uh, concerns mount about uh, the um, potential cancellation of the Tokyo Olympics this summer. Now, uh, here in Beijing, we had another mixed message as to exactly how much uh, the coronavirus has been contained here. Uh, this, the capital has now declared that all supermarkets in the city have to screen and space out uh, the customers that come into the supermarkets by uh, two square meters or four to five square feet. Uh, And that's, they said, to make sure that there isn't a lot of crowding and because they're concerned about the potential spread of this virus. So how are... Are people on the subway then, Eunice? I don't, if you can't get, if they don't want you to be within four to five feet of anybody, what about things like mass transit? Well, in mass transit, uh, people are in close quarters, but uh, for the supermarkets, uh, they have been getting more crowded because uh, for the most part, a lot of people don't like to go shopping, but the grocery store is one place where people buy their basic necessities. And 
And uh, one pattern that, that you're starting to see now is that as more people come into the capital, there are more people at the grocery store and there are more lines. And that has been concerning the authorities here, which is why they made that, that edict today. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Stanley says uh, passenger traffic day on day is up 3-3 three, three yeah. versus an average of 2-6 the prior week. So people are moving around yeah, more. That, that Morgan Stanley note, uh, Eunice, Morgan, again, always love to say what a great job she's doing. Morgan Stanley note made me feel like, you know what, they're, they're going back to work. And Eunice, it, it, I, I know that I always felt that if they're putting people back to work, it's supposed to put people very much at risk. It just doesn't sound they're that much at risk. And when you look at the number, if you believe the numbers, a uh, number of new instances outside of uh, Wuhan, particularly because we have far more instances in this country. Remember, 50 million people have gotten the flu this year in our country. So it does seem like we're in a moment right now where it's easier to get the flu here than it is to get the coronavirus there. True. Well, there's definitely more risk. I mean, uh, the, author- the authorities here, in fact, the Communist Party officials who have met today said that uh, they have to remain vigilant, that the authorities here have to remain vigilant, especially for Wuhan and Hubei province, which is the most affected area. So it's not as though the people here feel uh, very comfortable. But at the same time, you see this uh, push and pull among the, the policymakers of trying to make sure, sure that they are doing their best to try to uh, stop the, uh, the uh, virus from spreading any further. But at the same time, supporting the economy. The question, though, I think is, can you really uh, marry these two priorities? And I think it's increasingly um, um, unlikely that that the authorities are going to definitely get this this calculation right. That's a Mm. tough balance. Well said, Eunice. Uh, Eunice, thank you, as always. We'll talk to you in a bit. Uh, Some corporate news this morning, a change at the top of Disney. As you know, Iger steps down as CEO after holding that job since 05, being succeeded by Bob Chapek, who most recently served as head of Parks, Experiences and Products. Iger is now executive chair, and that comes more than four months after the launch of Disney+. Plus. He talked about passing the torch with our Julia Borston yesterday. As we looked at the businesses, we felt we have a great set of assets, we have a great strategy. What's next? And what was next in terms of my own priorities is making sure that the creative pipeline of the company was really rich, that all of our creative engines were uh, working extremely well, and I wanted to spend more and more of my time on that. But the only way that I was able to do that was to give up the day-to-day running of the company to pass the torch on to Bob. Interesting uh, succession calculus on this one, Dave. And a real surprise. I mean, I think that was what uh, what took so many people by surprise was just the immediacy of it. Uh, as you might imagine, over uh, late yesterday into the night, texts, emails, phone calls from so many different people in the media business, including a lot of senior executives at other companies, asking the question, well, is there something else here? I don't get it. I think it's a little strange. I don't understand. Uh, 22 months where he's going to be executive chairman, why they need to rush it? Why right away? Uh, some, you know, is there a health issue? And I can tell you, first off, no, there's not one health issue whatsoever. Uh, this was Mr. Iger's plan. And in fact, I did speak with Bob Iger this morning because I asked him about some of these issues that uh, so many people seem to want to raise, wondering about the health of the business or so many other things. And And Iger said, listen, you know what, around Thanksgiving uh, of last year, uh, he told me the desire to leave the company for him coalesced. He he didn't want to be CEO uh, anymore, and he raised it with the board around Thanksgiving. Um, And uh, the board had already identified certain candidates. They already were in sort of a mode of, of course, as you might imagine, given the transition, 
you know, he, it's still a ways away, but they certainly were getting ready for it regardless. And they targeted people, obviously, uh, including uh, the gentleman who got the job. Uh, and um, they moved from there uh, to actually make the decision. On this 22 months, which is long, in fact, longer than any you can remember in terms of someone who was CEO moving into the executive chair uh, seat for that period of time, Iger said, you know what, there's no rule book on this stuff. Uh, and he said, I've always done things a bit differently. He's not necessarily an iconoclast, but he has done things differently, and he's very definite in his approach. You know, I would say that as well. Um, and so that is the story. Um, 81 earnings calls, 20 years as either CEO or COO. He told me, basically, I don't want to run the company anymore. I want to focus on the creative. Um, And does that mean he's going to be reading scripts and writing? I mean, he's always overseen those kinds of things. But what it really does mean is that he's going to be taking a a much more hands-on and solely focused approach on the direct-to-consumer international business and how you fuel content for that. He's going to be looking at things like Hulu, which, of course, now Disney fully controls, and how you build that business out. The Fox Studio. Remember, they're not that far away from when they completed the deal there, uh, the enormous uh, uh, deal, of course, which cost them a great deal of money. That's never been an issue for Iger. He's willing to pay big money. When you take out the RSNs and what they actually paid for them and then got for them, it's a big number. Fox Studio, more changes there. Uh, wants to evolve the Nat Geo brand mm-hmm. as well. So there's plenty for him to focus on in this idea of, of sort of the creative business, which is such an important component overall of Disney. What a great call, David, because I've been thinking, I've been racking my brain on this too, trying to figure out whether he just wants to have, enjoy the rest of his life a bit. But maybe this is what the rest of his life would be enjoyable. I mean, those calls are attractive. And you know how many calls you have to have for a call? I mean, it's, I know, and then you know, he doesn't even take you get ready for an earnings call. Right. And he's not really that happy with a lot. I, I feel yeah. that a lot of times in the call, he's never, look, he never belittles. But a no. lot of times he feels like, guys, are you kidding me? Do I have to keep answering ESPN? I'm, will you please think bigger? Yeah. Plus uh, he's, can I use a term that, I want people to read his book. People should read his book. Oh, it's the book is excellent. The book is great, and the book leads the way, to the, the conclusion. Book was written at it. You could going see to that he right. was that he wasn't expecting to even be CEO. Now, remember, he extended obviously based on the completion of the Fox uh, acquisition, uh, and it is a bit. It is a long period of time that he will be right. there, um, but they feel confident, obviously, uh, and. Um, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch. But there was no alternative here. He's not going to run for office. He's. Uh, oh, I think at one time he went for Fox. He might, you know, for, Mur- for uh, Murdoch, you know. And, you know, he wants to, I think, well, A, they're very good at surprising people there. They do right. keep these things quiet. They did keep it very quiet. Listen, there are certainly questions. Kevin Mayer's future at the company, I think they have every expectation he's going to stay. He's only a, roughly a year into really building and Disney Plus and the direct-to-consumer business, but that's an important executive there who obviously did not get the top job. His future, I don't know if it's in doubt or not uh, in any way. I don't know what his plans are, Mr. Mayor, but certainly they expect that he will stay and hope that he does. Um, and so that is where things stand. But it was sudden and immediate, and I think that really struck people as, as you know, there's no leaks. There well, someone no said right. well, someone the board s- kept it quiet since Thanksgiving when, when Mr. Iger first came to them and said, I really think it's time but, but for me to step down. But he obviously didn't know about the, about the coronavirus right no. then. And, 
No, and I mean, the theme park percentages are... Look, they may have to close some theme parks. Can I just say I think this is, a, this is one of those things. When I talk about the fabled buying opportunity, I like this. I like this one. I, I just think it's good. He's not leaving. Even with a short-term uh, park disruption I potentially. Think that there's an yep. example where I think everyone just says, well, the, all the parks are going right. to close. Nobody's going to go. And this thing's going back to where it was before he came up with Disney+. Plus. Right. He's so, not, you know, you've got an annual meeting coming up not that far. I mean, Iger will be on there, and then he's going to leave the stage. And Chapek tips over. You know, yesterday I had an unfortunate choice of words. In the book, there was an unfortunate choice of words. It involved you. Oh, yeah. No, there wasn't. wasn't. There was no, no he cursing in that. No, it wasn't. You're allowed to use that he word? Did, not, did you no. hear Cooperman on Squawk? Iger did not. Wow, I think he to took his cue from me. I apologized. He, yeah, he didn't. No, but he's talking he about Dave's your kind of He's saying words. that David was... David, stop it. That David was doing a talking amount of work, and you know, he said, that was, it was crap. He used the word crap. Uh, but yeah. I, I have to tell holy you... Holy crap is what he said. He yeah. said, holy crap. I have to look at this stock. I said, what's going to go to 116 where he didn't like, where we didn't know about Disney Plus? Are you kidding me? Bob Iger, he's not going on vacation. He's not going to South Sea Islands that I know of. Iger really will stand up as one of the unique CEOs. Read the book. And by the way, I agree with I don't agree with you that he's not an iconoclast. The guy is Mr. Iconoclast. Well, he, he, you know, listen, he always had a vision and was very focused on it. I think in speaking to so many hundreds of media executives through the years, so many guys are just guessing. And ladies, they're guessing. Iger never seemed to be guessing. He always had a very focused idea exactly of what he wanted to accomplish. Exactly. Uh, we're going to watch Disney closely today. Uh, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Tons of names to get to, like Lowe's and Wendy's and Virgin Galactic. We do have on the tape Brazil confirming the first Latin American case of the coronavirus. But futures are holding in. We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Salesforce is a story, of course. We talked about ex- uh, executive uh, succession a moment ago regarding Disney. And uh, Jim did talk to the company last night on Mad Money. Take a listen. I am so grateful to Keith. And you know that Keith and I are such close friends. But Keith is ready to move on to his next chapter. And he's going to be staying on as an advisor to me. But I have to support him. And I am supporting him. It's, he's ready to go forward. And uh, I give him my full blessing. Uh, that was Mark Benning. I'm talking about Keith Block. Let's get to a mad dash because I was just talking about a company right. and the CEO I know pretty well in Disney. You know this company very right. well and Mr. Benioff. Keith Block's exit, perhaps more substantive for shareholders than Iger ascending to the executive chairman role. 
Tell me what your thoughts are and what Benioff shared with First, you. First, uh, Keith and, and Mark remain good friends. Okay. Second, this was Step Down Tuesday. This is another one. This was very surprising. Uh, Keith had given, if you go read Trailblazer, Mark's excellent. Another great book by an exec. Uh, Keith had freed up Mark to do a lot of things that I think were big pick, big picture, kind of like what you're talking about with Bob Iger. But let's just talk about what a blowout quarter that nobody seems to care about at all. 66 cents. We were looking for 56. Talking about uh, 35 billion uh, uh, in revs. The, the red, boy, I'll tell you, just the just the RPO, the remaining, the performance uh, numbers that we look at as billings. Yeah. Wow. Very strong. It's so insane. It's insane. What am I supposed to make of the fact that a guy was co-CEO? It only lasted 18 months. I think he wants to. He wanted to do his own thing, and the question is, does he go to? Does he go to Oracle? I don't know. If he's advising Mark Oracle, and even though Larry and Larry Ellison and Mark remain friends, that would be odd. Uh, I don't think Keith wants to compete directly. I do think that Keith would be shocked that this stock is down, given what a quarter and how some they want some very big orders, including Volkswagen, which is gigantic. But uh, it was shocking in part because I thought that Mark loved that time off with his family and loved the, the time to be able to do some things, the Trillion Tree Initiative. So what did he find? It actually wasn't as much fun as he thought. He wants to just run the company again full time without any help? Yes. Okay. He was so happy yesterday. So with Keith. Keith is pretty happy. But uh, look, I'm just, can I just go back to the fun? It's like talking about the doctors. Like, I know anything about this, you know, the, the coronavirus. I know about the business. And the business is great. And they took a lot of share. And the numbers are terrific. And, if you, and Mark also said to me, listen, it's not like the coronavirus is cutting off our business. We're still doing a lot of business, even in situations where the coronavirus is raging. Remember, it's not a big uh, China situation. But that's another stock. Put it on your list. If it's really going to be down, that was a great quarter. I know everyone hates, look, the market looks good today. I hate to buy it up. But that was a good quarter, and I am not fretting that Keith's leaving as much as I love Keith. Keith's very different from Mark, and I thought that Mark enjoyed that time with, with his family, with Lynn and the two girls, which he still does. Uh, Mark also loved all the initiatives, Time Magazine, the $300 million for uh, homeless, trying to help the darn world. But uh, I think you can do both, and I wish Keith best of luck. I bet you he surfaces as a CEO very shortly. He's too good not to be. He's the closer. I always called him the closer. Yeah, well, he closed it out pretty quick over there. Well, you... Is there any kind of... What are you like? What are you doing? You're like Henny Young. What's the problem? I am. I am Henny Young. Yeah, he's Henny Young. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to be straight, and he's got to, like, take the little things that I have. Yes. He's gotten a lot of pep lately. What is that You're, about? He's Rochester to your Jack Benny. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. You're, I'm Dickens. You're Fenster. Go Google that. Smothers Brothers. Falstaff. And I'm... <laughs> Kiss me, Kate. <laughs> Uh, guys, there's just some research we didn't get to. Uh, HSBC does cut Nike to hold. Jim, yeah. I know you've seen this one. Yeah, uh, you know, we, I've been waiting for that call. We're surprised shares are trading only 2% below the all-time highs. Uh, they're going to publish in March. We doubt this will be supportive. I think that both, look, it was fine when China slowed, but now talking about Europe slowing, uh, I, I do think that John Donahoe is going to do a great job. This one's going to be the correct one when you get maybe in the 80s. And you can say, you know what, this thing's going to run its course. Look, Eunice did say, Eunice, you, 
did not portray a, a, a world where China is as bad as it was three weeks ago. She's been spot on. I know. Lucky, lucky to have her. As you know, by now, we're coming off the worst two-day point loss ever for the Dow. Here's a look at how Dow futures have traded in just the last 12 hours. You saw that big dip right around 3.30 a.m. Eastern time where we did crack 3,100. People talking, Jim, about 30.40 being support on the 200-day. Right. Well, at 3.30, we saw the bonds, interest rates take a, take a big drop. I was watching at 3.30 because I'm obviously completely insane. And I did feel that, oh, no, here we go again because we were up so nicely before. But we have the nice bounce, yields going higher. And then we have all great earnings this morning. All great. TJX doing six. I was looking for two. So you have stocks that are reacting to earnings for the first time during this era. That's a this new era. There's the opening bell, and breath looks good at the open here. That's at the big board, it crazy. is uh, pencils of promise, building schools and creating educational programs around the world. At the NASDAQ, Exact Sciences, a provider of cancer screening and diagnostic tests. Jim, you mentioned TJX guides below for the year. Yeah, but they, is they, this a, a pattern of companies just being cautious? They're always like that. Uh, TJX is 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 an all-time high. But why is that? I mean, everyone's got too much inventory, and they got the cash to be able to go buy that inventory. And they offer tremendous bargains. You're either either offline and offering the cheapest. Remember, this is not an online company. TJX is, you got to go, and the line's always long. Or you're online and offering a terrific bargain. TJX is, uh, they cleaned up. And this is the beginning. There's so much inventory from all these retailers that are doing terribly. It ends in TJX's hands. So I like this company. If it comes down, you got a chance. Marvin Ellison, Lowe's. How about the fact that he got leverage on the, the margins and he's got so much room to make the dot-com better? He's a winner. Marvin Ellison. Marvin Ellison at Lowe's. Absolutely. Okay. I like the margins there. They're very strong. Now, Home Depot had a great number. Stock was up four, and then Corona, 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 Corona. Uh, And uh, the uh, National Institutes of Health comments, obviously, kind of negative. But the fact that Lowe's, Lowe's seems to be reacting more to lower rates and to the the work of Marvin getting, I think, much more leverage out of his people. Contrast that with Toll, where I'm really trying to figure out what the heck happened. I got Doug Yearly on tonight, the excellent CEO. Toll should have done better with those interest rates. We have to focus on that. Let's talk about the broader market for a second in terms of at least what we've seen this year, because, of course, growth, once again, was outpacing value. Let's not forget the Nasdaq was up over 8% six weeks into the year. Uh, That was Fang. There's a lot of Fang there. A lot of Fang. Apple, obviously, part of that. Amazon's big resurgence uh, this year after some disappointment, at least underperforming last year. But then you had a lot of people get out of that trade and go into value in the likes of the banks and energy. And what's well, happened people, there, of course. I mean, okay. Lower rates in the banks, we know what's been happening of late. Well, that seems a very ill-advised and move, David. Energy, we know because of the macro concerns about slowdown. You, if, coming down. If you can't care about how you're doing, if you care about, comport, Paris, uh, about performance, if you care about doing well, that was obviously ill-advised. It was. If you don't care because you're so rich like Warren Buffett, it could be brilliant. Brilliant. Right. You know? Like Dolan, you're a genius. But if you have a limited amount of capital, like if you're only a billionaire as opposed to a multiple billionaire, it's obviously that's not right. I think FANG offers a better opportunity because the compression of the multiples of FANG are extraordinary. By the way, Netflix is doing terrific. 
Why? It's overseas and you're staying at home. Alphabet's actually, the numbers I think are too low, and their and they're, they're cloud services is doing much, much better. Apple, yeah, okay. People coming back to work. Amazon, I understand, is doing quite well. So what am I supposed to do? Hate that group? By the way, Instagram on fire. I don't know. I like Fang. Right. What do you want to buy Ford? Don't abandon growth. No, I'm not. I mean, I, listen, I noticed that Tesla shares are only up 88% for the year. So well, Tesla's. They're uh, down dramatically. I'm calling, that a, I'm I calling that a special uh, situation. Chinese auto sales for January are down 18.7. Jeez. It's the 19, 19th month of decline. Tesla, Toyota today warned on Corona, not right. because of China, because their plants in Japan are yeah. going to face bottlenecks. Well, there's a lot of problems with just the traditional value, GM. Ford, do I worry about the uh, dividend? Perhaps. I thought that Home Depot would have bottomed today after lows. It's not. Not a great thing to go buy. It's not been a great thing to buy the market when it's up. But you may get some chances today. David, I'm troubled like, with the... Then when we what? about the first cluster of cases well, okay, and wherever that's the, it is in the United States, what's the market going to be? Again, oh, we the, got 30 cases in the first state. The first shoe is a, is a tourist from Spain who went on, I mean, for tours from Italy, went to Malpensa Airport, very easy, from Milan, came to JFK. That person, whoever, that, that's great patient one. Okay? Patient one's probably already We somewhere. think patient one. We don't have any tests. We don't have any kids. So what, what does the market do on that day when we run? Well, okay, that's a bowl of day. That market goes down. That's why you put a little bit to work. Not a lot. But if the market's up, no. But the, I'm talking about the value trade. And this oil trade, David, yeah. oil's, I think, going to take out 50. The curve says it's going to be 51, 7 you're years from now. You're not a buyer of value over growth is what you're saying. I think oil is a in special, where you're a special situation. Again. It's a special situation, especially bad. Okay. And by the way, with natural gas down here, a buck and change, they can't even drill because you got so much natural gas that you can't do anything Exxon's with. Exxon's already lost 22% of its That's value That's why I think Amazon's year. a buy. Exxon has. Exxon has oh, lost Exxon, no. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch Exxon. 22%. I don't want to touch Exxon. Really? Uh, meanwhile, we've been talking about Moderna for a few days now, and they have wrapped up their earnings call. Meg Terrell has everything we need to know. Good morning, Meg. Good morning, Carl. Well, the first questions from several analysts on the call were about Moderna's coronavirus vaccine development, of course. The company shipped the first batch to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases earlier this week. And what director Dr. Anthony Fauci said was unquestionably a record for vaccine development timelines. 42 days from identifying the key target for the vaccine. Questions coming on Moderna's involvement in the clinical trials, the company's uh, ability to scale up manufacturing, the path to regulatory approval, and the financial implications for the company. The overall response from Moderna's management it's too soon to say. Now, the NIH is conducting the clinical trial, and Dr. Fauci said yesterday the first phase may start within a month and a half. It'll then take three to four months to determine safety and whether the vaccine produces an immune response. From there, the next phase would be done in hundreds or even thousands of people in an area where there's active transmission. And that, he said, would take six to eight months. So realistically, at least a year before a vaccine is ready for broad deployment. And that's if trials are successful and the outbreak is ongoing at that point. But manufacturing capacity is a key question. Moderna says it's doing as much as it can, but Dr. Fauci has said a bigger manufacturing partner would be needed to create millions of doses. And as for the financial impact, Moderna CEO Stefan Bonsell telling analysts the company's only focus when it comes to the coronavirus is public health. Guys. Oh, let me ask you something, Meg. You talk a lot to Len Schleifer over at Regeneron. 
a lot of people feel they were the ones that actually solved solved Ebola. Don't you get the sense that they've gotten a little more optimistic that what's going on in terms of the medical community and what they can do? Yeah, Jim, Regeneron is doing a lot of work very quickly on this in the exact same framework that they used for Ebola, where they developed a successful treatment that was tested in the field and showed in a clinical trial that it improved outcomes for people with Ebola. There has not been a ton of attention paid to that. Uh, they're doing the same work now in the novel coronavirus and trying to work incredibly quickly. So we should look to them for a potential new drug. But, of course, that takes months in the development uh, pipelines. And that's why you're seeing that focus on Gilead for new drugs, because its experimental drug already exists. And what do you think about what are you hearing about the, mala- the uh, malaria uh, quinine lake drug? Yeah. As a possibility? You know, that's an old drug, and there was some preclinical work done on that, suggesting it may have activity against the virus chloroquine. But, you know, the World Health Organization saying earlier this week that it looks like Gilead's drug remdesivir is the only thing that looks like it has promise, and they were suggesting that that be prioritized in clinical trials. Now, they didn't say anything specifically about chloroquine, so we don't know if they're saying it doesn't look like it works, but they're certainly not emphasizing it. And, and Meg, the possibility that while Dr. Fauci, whom I just adore and think he's terrific, talking about a longer-term solution, but the uh, we have real checks and balances here, as you know, since Tuskegee. We don't like to make people sick who are healthy. I don't believe the Chinese have a similar level of care, uh, especially given the fact that uh, the way that they're, you, when you have hospitals that handle 500,000 people, and you have a lot of tests there that absolutely you're given, let's just say, uh, false positives to willing to do it. I'm not saying it's not dire. I am saying that I do think that maybe Dr. Fauci's view is certainly uh, correct in America, but perhaps the Chinese would be a little more aggressive. You mean in terms of testing uh, drugs on patients or? You bet. You know, it's possible. Here in the United States, what Dr. Fauci is saying is that the phase two, which would be rolled out um, among people who could be infected, Uh, for the vaccine. Of course, it's to prevent infection. So they have to do it in a place where there is ongoing transmission to make sure that it prevents infection. But you're not talking about infecting people, obviously, to test the drug. Okay. Uh, Meg, thank you for that. Our Meg Terrell on top of that. Uh, Session looks pretty good from a breadth standpoint. Dow's up 250. Uh, Disney's really the only component that's markedly down. (laughs) And uh, of course, Chapek did talk last night about succeeding Bob Iger. Take a listen to that. I obviously have huge shoes to fill. I mean, Bob's legacy in the company is just profound. Uh, I think my role is now to take the strategic pillars that he's so well established over the last 15 years and continue to work on those and implement those in the marketplace, most importantly our direct-to-consumer initiatives, but at the same time look around the corner for what disruption might be going on in the marketplace that would necessitate a fresh look at those things. But right now, the the course that Bob has laid is one that we fully intend to follow. All right, Julia made the point earlier this morning, David, that if the choice was an operations guy, uh, our executive versus a deals executive, they went with ops. Yeah, I mean, virtually every part of the company, although uh, obviously not direct to consumer, which is such an important component of the growth or the um, strategy at the company, that is going to be overseen by Kevin Mayer, at least for now, and that is a key question one would expect potentially, given he was certainly a, a candidate for that top job. But Chebik's done it all. He's also right. 60 years old. So, I mean, if you're yeah, going to get to the guy as a CEO, according to the journal, that's what they had, um, you're going to get to him. You know, get it done. Uh, so, uh, 
that again, and talking to Mr. Iger this morning, he made it clear to me he didn't want to be CEO anymore. 20 years at the top of the company, either a CEO for 15, COO for five, 81 earnings calls. I guess he was counting them all. He's happy to sort of focus on what are going to be the most important initiatives still for the company, while, of course, um, Mr. Chapik has the opportunity to sort of trans- transition is not the right word because he's the boss now and everybody's reporting to him. He's only reporting to one guy, that being Iger, but to obviously um, get his feet deeper into so many of the other areas while Iger focuses on direct-to-consumer internationally and fueling that business, growing Hulu, changing the Fox studio a bit, evolving that geo, so many different things that come under the content sort of uh, area. Well, David, isn't it interesting, you know, that Jamie Dimon and Bob Iger, as they get older, make it so that the people who are in their 50s say, you know what, the hell with it. I'm out here getting another job. The fact that this man is 60, I mean, in another year or two, he was not going to be there. I, no, I shouldn't. You know, typically, another year to a 61, 62-year-old man would not do it. That is true. Man or woman. That is right. Um, when you talk about sort of the window for ascending to that CEO job, you know, you're talking usually early to mid-50s yeah. and because exactly. that gives you runway. And these days, those, you know, yeah, most of those, those jobs that long. Most of those people who turn 65, David, they're done. Oh, yeah, you're done. You're done. No, no, it, it was most. Oh, sorry, not you. But you're not a CEO. You're different. I'm a person. You're unique. <laughs> well, we're not sure about that. I'm a dollar sign represented by a man. That's right. That's Correct. Right. Uh, Jim, you made the point on Twitter earlier this morning that really the, the thing to watch is yields. Yes. Right? And uh, that they they bounced. Yeah, uh, you did have Germany, Germany suspending their debt break uh, and some other. Right. That was very important. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Boone's. Look, I wish it weren't so simple as it. Lee Cooperman talked about the algorithms. Every time interest rates go down, the machines sell. So if you're buying right here, you got to recognize that you are really betting that the interest rates are going to stay uh, up, inflated a little bit today. Because the moment they, if they slip, if, if, if you know, in other words, if, if interest rates go down, everything you bought today, you're going to lose money. So it's a little too levered. Yeah, I mean, everything. The technicians are still looking at one and a quarter. I mean, uh, on, depends on who you talk to, obviously. I think that they could be right. I just think you're making up the up here. You're really making a substantial bet that you have seen the end of the decline in rates, and I don't think that's the case. Up here, what? Up here, one uh, three seven. Up. Oh, it's nosebleed territory. No, I don't like to buy up three hundred and fifty Dow points. I don't like that. I don't like it. All right. All right. I just think we need to put it in perspective. It's yeah, lower the, than it's ever okay. been. A few minutes ago, you talked about the idea that another shoe could drop and we would have a cluster in the United States or that. But what did you change your mind? No, I think that's I think that's more likely than not, given what we're hearing from the that's, CDC. That's what course. I think. That's what I think. So rates could go lower. But the president has a speech today at six. We know, we know the president's a little. He's bullish. Shocker. Yeah. It's fair to say. Um, well, the S&P hasn't been down 3% for three consecutive days since the Depression. What? Yeah, 1931. Oh Thanks, Ryan Detrick. God, that didn't work so, out so well right like then. That was early. Avoiding that fate right now. You were early buying that day. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Morning, Bob. Uh, and unlike yesterday, we are holding the early gains, Carl. Boeing, 3M, Microsoft, even J.P. Morgan, even the banks are contributing. Haven't seen that in a while here. So here we go. China... Uh, shares doing well, really, for a second day in a row here as they 
try to indicate they're, they're attempting to get back to normal. Banks are having a good morning. Semis, here's your two leading indicators. Industrials also a little bit better. Even energy, although it's on the low man on the toting pole in terms of gains here today, up fractionally. So where's the bottom is what everyone's trying to figure out. We've had two very unusual days, you know, as you, as you know here. We've had two 90% downside days where 90% of the volume is to the downside. That doesn't happen very often, and often it's indicative of at least a short-term bottom. So you figure out it's, it's, it's supply and demand, folks. It's selling exhausted yet. It's demand improving. We seem to be seeing this today, but there's some worrisome trends still out there. Look, did you see the overnight futures market here? This is what we look at very carefully every morning when I can. You see this? This is the European Open. That's a 500 point, excuse me, 500 point equivalent drop in the Dow, 50 points in the S&P futures. As Europe opened, there was speculation about bigger outbreaks in France and other parts of Europe. You saw what that did. We bounced a little bit here, and we're now bouncing in the open. But that's a worrisome sign that we have these rolling outbreaks that affect the market. So that makes a lot of people think this is not necessarily over. In terms of what's being affected so far, it's been pretty modest in terms of the impacts here. Banks are 12% off of their highs recently. Semiconductors, emerging markets, a little more than 10%. Industrials, 9%. So yeah, a few are in correction territory, but it's not that dramatic. If you look at the FANG names, of course, all of them, big momentum names here, they're down. Some in modest correction territory. A little odd, though, don't you think here? Remember, for example, Apple has significant exposure over to China. But if you look around here, Facebook and Google, what exposure do they really have to China? Really not much at all. And yet they're down the same level here. So it's not necessarily rational in terms of like what's being exposed uh, to the markets right now. If you take a look at what's making do, what's doing well, hey, the exchanges are loving all of this volatility. CME futures, record volume yesterday. The CBOE, Biggest day of trading in VIX futures since October 2018. NYSE, heavier, 50% heavier volume than usual. All the exchanges love all of this volume and volatility. You want to watch market makers like Virtu, one of the big market makers out there. That's had a nice little run since all of this has happened here. So there are people that are benefiting from this. Where is all this going? We are going to see fiscal stimulus on an epic level in the next few months. We're already seeing some early signs of it. If you take a look here, so let's call it Helicopter money, essentially, there's reports this morning that Germany is going to temporarily suspend the limits on public borrowing. That's public borrowing. There's reports that Hong Kong is going to do a massive stimulus program. Forget about fiscal stimulus. How about just handing out money? Reports Hong Kong, $10,000 Hong Kong money going to be given out to every citizen of Hong Kong. That's $1,200 in cash here. So uh, bear in mind the, that the central banks and governments are going to be engaged in massive rounds of giving away money in the next couple of months. And that, of course, would be a help. Guys, back to you. Thank you, Bob Bassani. Let's get to the bond pits as well. Rick Santelli's at the CME in Chicago again. Hey, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, two day of tens tells us a lot of information, and I'll be telling you more throughout the day. First of all, 135 plus is a very significant close. And many have yesterday's settlement for tens around 132, like the Wall Street Journal because they tend to mark the close same time stocks close. But that really isn't the close, at least in my opinion. The close is when the cash market closes, which was right around 135 plus. So open the chart up to June 2016, at least based on a, my interpretation of how important closes are, we are still hovering at, and really didn't violate that 135 plus from June of 16. But nonetheless, that's the area to pay close attention to. Even on intraday trade, a lot of consolidation and firming up there. And consider this. Uh, if you look at a one-week of boons, 
uh, everybody's been talking about in the wee hours of the morning, we had a market reversal in S&P's equities, global equities, electronic futures. Same is true with the German finance minister suspending the debt break, moved from minus 53 to minus 47. Pretty big move. And 10's minus 2's, a one-week chart, it's steep in five basis points because at 120, two-year note yields are down a bit. And at 137, 10-year note yields are up about three or four. So you have a five basis point spread there to steepening at the behest of much weaker short end today and stronger long end. Finally, let's look at the dollar index. Yes, it broke its streak. It was up 12 or 14 days. It's righted itself, and it is up a bit. But the important thing is it's very close to 99.37. That was a September high that went back to May of 2017. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. Rick, we'll see you in a bit. Still to come this morning, we'll talk to Dr. Anthony Fauci of the NIH before he testifies on Capitol Hill at a hearing about the coronavirus. Uh, Secretary Azar, meantime, is in front of the House today. Dow uh, was up 300, currently up 258. We're back after a short break. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. After four very rough days, S&P's up uh, almost 30 points and the Dow's up 242 with most of the components in the green, with the exception really of Disney. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a break. And remember, you can always watch us live on the go on the CNBC app. Time for Jim and stop trading. Wall Street never, never can stop us down. You smile direct, came public not that long ago. They reported an absolutely horrible quarter. Uh, thanks for nothing. SDC, still stay away. I see there's nothing there. That's not the kind of blue chip you want to reach during a coronavirus epidemic. David. I'll make sure to put that down. Thank you. Okay, that's not the blue chip you're, look- <clears throat> you're looking for. I do have, hopefully we can do a show. I've got Atlassian, Simple Team, which is fantastic. HP. That's right. HP. Enrico Loris. Sorry, David. I know you should have had that one. Yeah, I should have. Uh, oh, yes, I thought I was going to. We're competitive. I don't care. Yeah, maybe he'll come on and with me sometime, but good it doesn't luck. appear likely. Good luck. I got a particular set of skills that's a nightmare for people like you. It is. It, uh, I've given and, up. I've just given up. Yeah. Well, good luck. You can have more. Toll Brothers, bad quarter. Let's find out what the heck that's about. All right, Jim. We, we hope to see you tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.